we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada once again with my co-host Armin, and we're doing we're doing something not many people are doing. We're swimming in uncharted territory. We are in no man's land, I guess you can say, um, and no man's land is located just a few miles south of us in Orange County. Should we take shots, Eddie, when we do this podcast, just so we could start opening up a bit, telling the truth? Okay. I think this episode was called Truth Telling Serum. Okay. First of all, the te- well, we're going to get into it, but this, I loved this episode. I was having, I was like laughing and then screaming. It was great. But we used to do that before our podcast. Do you remember? We used to, before my first ever podcast on Buttered Pot. We did we take shots. Yeah. We did our three part. Uh, three out. It was multiple hour, three part Real Housewives Beverly Hills special, which we've only released two parts of. Um, we never released the third part. The um, last episode. A- I have videos of us taking tequila shots beforehand to meet you and Camille. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. It was three and a half hours long. I want to say no breaks, mm-hmm. just a marathon on. We were season... just drinking and eating the whole time. Season six, I want to say. I think it was. Yeah, that was so four fun. years ago. I have a lot of pictures from that night. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We can remote tequila shots. I, why not? I mean, you know, I don't need to be drinking all the time. Because you take a shot right after the pod. You know, I take one. I take one usually during the middle, and then at the very end. When I, whenever I say adios, that's when you know the shot's about to be thrown. So I need to join you to the then. Listeners. You never, you never let me know about that. I would, I, know, t- I, I would have joined like, you. Yeah, it's always off to the side of the camera, so you can't see me. All right, next time I'll have a couple shots prepared. You should. I mean, maybe I will too. Maybe I'll actually take this shot now. I have to do it. Um, but that drinking was kind of the center of this episode in more um, ways than one. In more ways than one. Uh, let's talk about, let's start with Emily and Gina, because I feel like that's going to kind of just get kind of the, the story set of what's going on. Because we have Emily and Gina at this restaurant, which I also Googled, by the way. I was like, where can I go to Casa Rancheros? And I was like trying to find out <laughs> where this place was, because this restaurant looks so much fun. It's in Ladera Ranch, but part of me feels like it's it like it says it's permanently closed. No, and I don't know if that's because of quarantine or right. just because um, the restaurant in OC. But you know, I, I Casa Ranchero, it's permanently closed. The restaurant um, business is tough as it is, and as we know, the pandemic has led to a lot of closures. So, oh, that's a bummer because you're right; it did look like a lot of fun. It looked like it was it was a great time, um, but it is at this restaurant that we get like one of the, I, I I know everyone I know not everyone but a lot of people are boycotting OC right now. There was actually a big article that was on page six that had a lot of our Bravo podcast fam saying how they were protesting the show. Mm. Um, but when I was watching it last night, I was like, yeah, 
Kelly Dodd absolutely sucks, and I don't really care about her, but I feel like she's not even getting that much screen time. Yeah, so far, she hasn't really been a factor. No, but, like, I, I was watching it, and I was like, how could you deny scenes like this between Emily and Gina or the phone call between Gina and Bronwyn? Just because you're mad at, like, you're, I mean, I understand the upsetness with Kelly Dodd. Yeah, she's a terrible person. I think she's trash. The way she treats, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and the COVID precautions that the world is taking is disgusting. She has no soul and is a selfish person. (laughs) But at the same time, Bronwyn, or not not Bronwyn, but Gina literally getting so drunk to being like, yeah, just call her. (laughs) Just call her right now on your phone. I got, I want to talk to her. Like that brings me so much joy in a time where I'm feeling so much stress and anxiety, just watching the shot of Gina and Emily back to back. It wasn't Casamigos. We know that's for sure. They were probably doing little hornitos on the side, but like they, they, they know Denise Richards. That was one of the best depictions of letting go of all your inhibitions that I've ever seen, Eddie. At the very least in conversation form, because we've seen the Vanderpump kids, for example, right? They get super wasted and then they're punching each other and they're taking their shirts off in parking lots in Vegas at Marrakesh. We have seen the inhibitions go. But I have totally been in this scenario Mm -hmm. where, you know, you start off and it's a normal casual dinner, hangout, whatever. And then three, four, five shots later, all of a sudden... (laughs) You know, everything just starts coming out, right? <laughs> everything. About yourself, about others, and, you know, sometimes you you cry and you definitely laugh. I think we've all been there. And it was just such a relatable moment. The details aside, just like the broader the, concept the situation of at a whole. Yeah. getting drunk and then suddenly you're like, oh man, that person is just really, really irking me or I love you so much. You know, like her and Emily are bonding and having a great time together and also crossing the threshold where suddenly it's like, you don't even know what how many shots you've taken. And, yeah. And you just have to take another and another and another. And when Emily at one point says, oh my God, I'm way too drunk. I think we've also all been there too. Yeah, and that's that was the other thing, but like also her calling Bronwyn. Right. That is so relatable too. Like we as you were saying, like when you're just so hyped on someone, whether good or bad, and you're just I just gotta contact them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a it's a drunken face and be like, You just mean the world to me. I gotta <laughs> let you know. Or it's the opposite where it's like, You're why don't you just talk to me? You've got a problem right here. There's like, no more second guessing when you get no, that drunk. No, it's just like, it's like I'm, I'm just going to do, do it. what I need to do. <laughs> I oh, loved it. it was, that was a great scene. When it, she I, pulled out the phone, I literally screamed out. Going, ah! Yeah, G- we predicted this with Gina. She was going to have a very involved season. And we called it, I think, in the preview podcast that Gina is going to get messy. And I don't know yet if she's going to be the villain or if she or, or if we're going to root for her in all this. But this is going to be a season where I think Gina's right in the center of it all. Well, clearly, because it seems like the big source of contention between all the ladies is their homes right now. Because Well, aside from that, Bronwyn's husband... Well, I was going to get into that. Let's start with the homes, because I want to... We will get into Bronwyn's husband. So, this all begins... They start talking shit about Gina and Emily start talking shit about Bronwyn because it is revealed that when Gina was playing tennis with 
Tamara. Tamara got a lot of play in this episode. Oh, too much. And I'm, I'm going to get into that. But Tamara tells Gina that Bronwyn's been talking shit about her house. So this obviously upsets Gina. So Gina's talking to Emily and is like, you know, Bronwyn's saying my house is too small, but why is she talking? Because she just got this new 8,000 square foot house or whatever. She has got to have a square foot for every kid, blah, blah, blah. And she's all talking crap. And so she's like, well, you know, if Bronwyn can't talk to my face and I'm just going to call her, which was the moment I screamed when Gina's like, let me see your phone. So Gina and Emily call Bronwyn on the phone to be like, you know, why, why can't you confront me about this? Why can't we talk about this? Why did you say this to my face? And Bronwyn's like, well, you said a lot of very mean and rude and wrong things about my husband. And I was like, what? When? And then there was a mention of text messages. And I was like, oh my gosh, were Gina and Sean sexting? But then we come to see the text messages and it's not that weird like I'm no it is so weird are you serious okay i have the text message right here i took a picture of it can i read this yes i okay this is maybe we need to talk about this because i didn't think this was that crazy oh we need to talk about this okay first of all there are four smiley faces okay one of which being a wink this is one okay. really weird thing that isn't a negative on sean at the very least it doesn't mean that you know, Sean is flirting with Gina. It's a whole separate thing. My own issue. Why are three of these smiley faces written out and then one of them in, in emoji form? What's the, okay, you also, what's the you logic have to take, there? They've been, this was after everyone was like drinking and like they were all out drinking. They showed a photo of them all at a bar. I. But isn't that do, weird though? Like, would you type out yes, smileys have, and then. I, Send it an emoji. I have literally done this. I literally do this all the time. Like, okay, I found I that be, weird. Like, I'll typing it out. Well, because I grew up as, and then Sean didn't grow up, but I grew up in the T9 world, and I will always still send, like, smiley face emojis without texting. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And what? Will, and I'll do that. You think we're different eras here? An emoji. No, I know, but I'm just saying you can't <laughs> knock it. I'm not knocking it. I just... I'm really going to defend Sean here because I don't think these text messages are this bad and I want to hear all of your reasons why. I'm quibbling with the form here, the technique of his texting. Okay. Uh, but let's get into the substance, the real substance okay. here. Hi, Gina. Just checking in. All is okay. Smiley face. Bronwyn is asleep, but I got her to the condo first. Winky. Anyway, have a good night and it was great to spend some time with you. Smiley face. Oh, this is Sean. Probably should have started with that. Smiley face. Eddie, this is a little bit of seduction here. You don't think so? Are you kidding me? Are okay, you wow. kidding me? Okay, Armin, you must be the worst sexter in the entire world <laughs> if you think this is a freaking sex. No, I'm not okay. saying this is a sex. When did no, I say that? This not is not flirting. It's not sex. This is it's flirting. nothing at all. This it's, is flirting. Okay, this is Smiley crazy. faces and winky faces are flirting. Okay. Dude. Okay. Dude, like, Eddie. You, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm if you're okay. dating someone and you sent this to yes. another person, come on. This is a little too flirty. It's like 30% too flirty. Okay. I'm going to literally explain to you everything that was going on when this text message was being written because I have been in this frame of mind before. I know the drunk, context. Know yes, exactly, they were drunk. Okay. He got into the Uber, blah, blah, blah. That he lit. okay. When I am drunk and I'm trying to be like overly nice, especially with someone that my wife just had a huge fight with that day, we went out with after and I'm trying to like make sure that things are still all right. Gina was obviously wasted as well. They had all gone out together 
And obviously, like he said, she got him an Uber. She like Sean helped get Gina home. So he was checking on her. He said, wanted to make sure you're home. Okay. Which is so fair. And so safe. Because that's all you have to say. That no. is all. Yes. That is all you and have if, to say. And then he goes, Bronwyn got Bronwyn was asleep, but I got her to the Kanye first. And I don't think that was supposed to be a winky face. I think that was another smiley face that he was drunk and accidentally hit the wrong thing and goes, got her to the condo first, trying to be like, she passed out, but I was able to get her home first. Anyways, it was a good night. Great to spend time with you, smiley face. Over being nice to her because of the fight that Brahman and Gina had that day about the private schools and about Gina just not being around her. So he's trying to be like the bridge. And then the final text message is him being like, oh, shit. I just sent her all these weird text messages that seem too friendly. And I just need to make sure that she knows it's me and it's not weird. It's not some creepy guy. This is everyone reading too much into it. This is literally Gina trying to like, Make Sean look crazy, which Sean is crazy. Obviously, we know because, as Emily put it, he wears his freaking immunity idol on his neck. <laughs> but, like, this is, they're reading, everyone is reading way too much into this. Like, if I had sent this to someone, or if, honestly, if my significant other sent this to someone else, I would literally be like, you are an idiot. You're so embarrassing. This person probably thinks you're a loser. Eddie, this is flirting. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, you do this not know flirting. how to flirt because I'm not, this is flirting. <laughs> I'm not saying I would flirting. flirt like this. Just because I am identifying this as flirting does not mean it is my flirtation style. I am just saying this is a form of flirting. You know what I, I would have said? You no, know what I would have said? It's not. He's a bad flirter. I agree. He is bad at flirting. But if he weren't trying to flirt, he would have said, Hi, Gina, please text me when you get home. I want to make sure you got home okay. That's it. Oh, no, that's way worse. I would not. Are you nuts? No, no, no. Because that's having, that's asking for communication back. That's weird. If you're checking in, if you're checking in that all is okay and you don't get a response, then you're still not sure that they're okay. He is asking for a response. What are you talking about? Well, like, no, what I mean, like you going, oh, hope you're, hope you're fine. Let me make sure you make it okay. That seems weird. Like he's trying to keep the conversation going. He ended the conversation right here. No, he didn't. He says, hygiene just checking in that all is okay. That means you want to make sure that the person got from their Uber into their home, which by but the way, isn't re- weird. That's actually very normal. You've never done that no, before? And, no, but that, that text message, just making sure you're all okay is just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, making sure all is, all is okay. He's not. So if you never respond, back. then you're not letting that person know that all is okay. But that's fine. What? Because everyone was drunk. <laughs> then how, him, what's the point no, of the check-in? Then there's no point. Co- no, it's him covering his bases as man saying, hey, I got you home. I want to make sure you're fine. You like want to make sure. You're so how do okay. you make sure you get an answer? <laughs> and this and is a weird contention. Eddie. I just, no, I just, I have you like never texted someone, especially if this. someone had a drink or two and they're driving home. I'm not, I'm not saying driving drunk, but just had a drink or two and they're driving home and you say, Hey, text me when you get home. Just want to make sure you're, you get home. Okay. I will say that to a person. I'll say, Hey, let me know when you get home. If that's all right. Well, but if in this situation with Gina, if I would have said that, Hey, I got you in a car. Let me make sure you make it all right. If I didn't hear from her, if I didn't hear from XYZ friend, I would send, and I wasn't that close with them, and my partner, significant other, had just gotten in a fight with that person that day, I would send a text message like this because I don't want them, one, to think that I'm, like, creepy and weird for just being, like, hope you made it home okay. I How is that creepy or weird? It's because <laughs> this is way creepier. Read this, Winky face. Anyway, have a good night. Is, and it was great is, to spend okay. time with you. Jo- okay, this is just you and your texting message versus someone this else's. This is not me and my texting message. I'm just saying that, like, everyone, including you, are reading too much into this. I'm not defending Bronwyn in any way for any of her actions. I'm not defending Gina in any way for her actions. What I'm saying is that we cannot come out at Sean 
for being a nice guy with this text message. I would, and I don't think anyone except Regina just trying to start an issue on the show would have had an issue with this text message. You know what context you are Because Bronwyn didn't have an issue with it. So who cares? Significant others protect each other all the time. The context you're ignoring is that Bronwyn and Sean have a threesome predilection. They like to have threesomes. And what you're ignoring this is, is that a setup. Are only requested. Not a bad setup, but he's trying to are... see if she'd be interested. You hey, know? Which but, isn't but, bad, but that's what he wants to do. But mind you, the threesomes are only initiated by Bronwyn, which he said originally last season. They are her decision and they are gifts to her. He is actually not a fan of them. And second. So maybe he's just trying to, you know, second, push her to ask, you know? No. Why the frick would they want to hook up with Gina? If you've got Bronwyn in the bed and Sean, go for someone named somewhere a little bit higher. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's mean, Eddie. That is so this. mean. Look, Gina said that she thought that she was being propositioned for a threesome. Um, Gina thinks everyone's trying to proposition her. That was rude of you to say that about Gina. Bronwyn Whatever. and Sean would be lucky to have Sheena. Sheena. Gina. And Sheena. Gina <laughs> has three kids, is trying to work her ass off for this. She does not have time to go sleep with Bronwyn and I agree but I think Sean is for Sean (laughs) she is going through the most emotional time of her life she's not going to they're not going to be reaching out to Gina to sleep with Gina because she's literally going through divorce she's got three kids she's had to take care of that she's stressed about she's still trying to figure out relationships she's on her ass they're not gonna like they're they're not not being thoughtful about about her position in life exactly no you just said it no they're not gonna be asking her to have a threesome it's thoughtless it's thoughtless they're they're trying to get her into a situation gina reading in too much into it i think it's you reading too much into it and i think it's the show trying to cause drama i I watched it with camille and she she thought it was super flirty even more flirty than i thought Okay, well, I have to say that I don't think this was bad at all, and I think everyone is reading too far into this, and I think it's the hype and the image of the show that made it seem like it was 30, because I paused the text message and I wrote it, and I was like, this is nothing. I know- feel like the text messages between Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville had more to say than this text message from Sean. Do you know the state of Bronwyn and Sean's relationship right now? Yeah, they're in the middle of a divorce because of what happened with the drinking, and let's talk about it, because he is not a supportive partner in what she's going through right now. And I think that is the reason that they are on the rocks. Not it's has nothing to do with the sex. I'm not saying it has anything to do with the sex. By the way, this is not a sext. I've never said that. Um, it's just a flirty text, a flexed, if you will. Um, no, I just think that, you know, obviously their relationships on the rocks. Are they actually going through divorce? I thought they're not living together anymore. No, they're well. It's rumors is they're headed toward divorce. Oh, okay. They're not, right. but they're separated right now. I see. Yes, yes, they are separated right now. Um, but th- let's talk about that because I let's talk about Bronwyn and her and her um journey of sobriety. So enough about the text message. Um, Gina and Bron when Gina t- calls Bronwyn and starts attacking Bronwyn, mm-hmm. Bronwyn's like, "You have no idea what I'm going through. You really don't have any idea what I'm going through." And that's talking about her. Battle through a battle with sobriety and her journey through, um, sorry, her battle with alcoholism and her journey through sobriety. Um, she has been sober for 14 days, and she's revealed this information to her mother, Doctor Deb, who in turn revealed this information to who was it? Tamara. Tamara, who's been telling other people. So she's already in this kind of world of stress and hurt, where she's like, I didn't want to reveal this about myself yet. Tamara is now telling people because my mom told Tamara this very personal information about myself 
And so her and Sean go out to dinner and she's like, I'll have a water. And he's like, I'll have one too. And she's like, no, 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 don't, don't feel like you need to not drink in front of me. That's going to make me feel worse if you're not drinking. And so he goes, okay, I'll have a Casamigos with soda. And then when he orders it, she starts to get very emotional. And then he, she puts it down on the table and she's talking about other things. But when she's crying, I really do feel like it was, that was almost a test for Sean. I've heard it be like that he shouldn't have ordered it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to like, you know, do this because I'm not doing it because I do that test to people all the time. And I feel like that's a normal test, but it's just kind of like, are you going to be really there for me? Are you going to be a support system? Or are you going to kind of just do your own thing? Um, Why can't you it, just be direct? <laughs> well, I would prefer you not to drink because I would feel uncomfortable. Well, I don't think it's even that because I don't think she feels uncomfortable by his drinking. And I think she was honest. I think she's like, I don't feel uncomfortable with you drinking. You can do whatever you want. Oh, so then what's the test? So the, it's not even a test. It's, just, it's not even a real test. It's just kind of like a supportive partner wouldn't order a drink right then. They would understand mm. the pain and hurt in your partner's face and say, you know what? No, I understand it wouldn't bother you, but you're going through this journey and I want to be there to support you. So tonight I can skip the Cosmigos with soda. I can have water with you and we can have a conversation and we can try to see what this new life will be like with, you know, you sober, maybe with me sober. And we can kind of figure this out because I enjoy you more than I enjoy the drink. But in this moment, the drink was more important than Bronwyn's feelings. Bronwyn did say, though, that she really didn't want other people to treat her differently. But that's the thing. That's the same thing about, like, uh, I, I don't ever want people to treat me differently. And I, I struggle with, you know, my eating and food. And a lot of people know that about me. And people still you know, will be like, oh, do you, you know, are you going to eat that? And they will make comments and stuff. And it doesn't bother me. But at the same part, it still is a core aspect of like hurt and stress. And so even though it's not, it's not outwardly like, oh, this is affecting me. Like when you're drinking, it's doing this. Or when you make a comment about the way I eat, it's, it's hurting me every single time. Like, no, but it does kind of add up. No, but what I'm saying though is she is saying that it would hurt her if he were to treat her differently or if Shannon, for example, later in the episode were to treat her differently by not drinking. You but see Shannon, what I'm saying? So it's Shannon, a lose-lose game. Yeah, but but Shannon doesn't treat her differently and Shannon also chooses not to drink on the evening together. And that's what a true friend is. That is what a support system is because you're not treating the person differently because right. your interaction with any food, drink, whatever should not change your relationship with the person. Your relationship with the person is that relationship and it should be, unless it was based on alcohol or drugs or X, Y, Z, and that's how you started and formed the relationship. There's a true bond there. There's a real relationship. And any outside factor, whether it be alcohol, drugs, sex, anything, does not need to affect the relationship. It shouldn't change the way that you interact with that person. And if it does, that's another issue you have to work through. I mean, I agree. I wouldn't drink around an alcoholic. And if I was Bronwyn's partner, I wouldn't drink. But you're between a rock and a hard place because she's saying, I do not want you to modify your behavior. It's not that okay. you're modifying your behavior towards that person. Bronwyn is saying that you would be modifying your behavior more broadly, right? It's not changing the way you interact with that person. It's just changing but, the way you just interact with the world more broadly. No, you and, see? And, so and that's why. And Sean, can, that's Sean why. can still drink, but it's in these moments that's 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 where the real crux of the issue is it's not brahman doesn't want anyone to feel like they have to change their life for it just doesn't want to feel like anyone is having to move whatever that's fine these people don't have to do it but it's sean stop stepping out of his own selfishness and understanding that him not drinking and 
Bronwyn realizing that him not drinking isn't affecting his life at all. Because at the core of the issue, his life is with Bronwyn and their kids. Like, and him modifying his life by not having to drink one night isn't modifying his life. It's having respect for your partner and wife and understanding that she's going through something. And even though, oh, no, you, you can drink. It's fine. It's being like, you know what? I understand that. This isn't affecting me. This isn't changing my life at all. But for tonight, I want to have water. And you know what? Let's, let's do this together. It's the, it's, that's the core of the issue here. And that's where Sean is failing. Because I understand what you're saying where you don't want somebody to change their whole life for you. And that's fine. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can keep drinking. You can have a drink with dinner. But it's the principle of the fact at the at the end of the day. I mean, I your wouldn't. Your partner is not a support. No, neither would I. I and wouldn't have a drink in that moment. But I guess I'm trying to play devil's advocate because if someone's telling you one thing, you could feel pressure then to order the drink. I, that, that was the impression I got was he was ready to not do it. And then he kind of felt pressured like, I have to order a drink now. Well, then is he just insecure in his own relationship with his wife? Because then that's the real core of the issue. Because he, he should probably, was, yeah, be more secure in the right decision to make in that I moment, was, yeah, and not be bullied was, around. Exactly. <laughs> Even if, if it's like not real bullying. And happening. they were like, "Oh, you can you can drink. It's fine." I'd be like, "Okay, well, I made the decision, right. not to drink. Like, that's my decision. Like, Own you're not it. bullying me into anything." Yeah. Yeah. It just means he's a simp. His simpness also <laughs> totally, by the way, explains the text message. Just going back uh, to that so you think he just second. simps? He like all I, he all over the just, place. Yes, that's literally the core of the issue. That is Sean with his freaking immunity necklace, immunity <laughs> idol necklace. He's a simp, which is why it works so well with Bronwyn because she is the where's the pants in relationship, which is why he never would be reaching out to Gina because he doesn't have the balls to reach out to Gina anyways. He just wants beyond to the see fact it. that her life beyond the fact that her life is a mess and she can't participate in a threesome. Um, he just wants to simp for Gina. Uh, no, he wants to simp for his wife, but she is just too strong for him, I think. Um, let's talk about Shannon, because I love Shannon. This made, like, everything with Shannon just makes me smile so much. <laughs> she seems so happy and secure yeah. in her relationship and her life and everything, and it's just so wonderful to see because, it. it I mean, first of all, her financing her own business on her own without like any outside help or investors, I think is very admirable that she has this whole team and she's like, you know, we got to keep working. We got to do X, Y, and Z if we want to keep everyone employed and keep everything going. Um, I think that's really awesome. Um, I also like that Shannon, like I said, you know, was the friend and was the support system for Bronwyn because I think Bronwyn, like she said, I'm very nervous about who's going to leave me, what friends are going to be there, what friends are going to change you know, their lifestyle or X, Y, Z, because I'm not drinking around them anymore, including her husband. And I think, you know, Shannon is great by being, you know, like, I'm still going to be here and I don't need to drink. And like, I'm still going to be your friend. And like, you've been there for me. So I'm going to be there for you. Um, you know, Shannon is coming out as the star of OC and I think she's our, our light. And I, I like her without, the rest of the Trace Amigas, because I really feel like her good light is shining. Her white light is shining. She doesn't have to have, like, the evil devils on her shoulder anymore with their evil red light. Um, just, yeah, woo and the straight to hell. It was also a really cute moment when Shannon thought that Bronwyn was pregnant. No joke. Right when she was, like, starting to see the things, I turned and I was like, oh. 
Shannon 100% thinks she's pregnant because that's what I would think too. If my friend who's had like 12 babies was right. like, oh yeah, I'm not going to drink that. I'm like, she has got knocked up again. And you could see her like smiling wide and she <laughs> really thinks there's going to be this like exciting announcement. And even though obviously that doesn't end well because we find out about Deb, Dr. Deb, and what she's doing to Bronwyn, just that lead up was so you know cute and authentic. And she really thought that she was there to you know, find out that Bronwyn's pregnant. Um, obviously not the case. And Bronwyn realized too, as she's telling Shannon what's really going on. Oh, yeah, you thought I was pregnant, right? Yeah. And Shannon's like, oh, I did. <laughs> I really thought you were pregnant. I mean, um, I was, uh, it would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, she has seven kids, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're. I think they're good with seven now. Yeah, I yeah. think they have plenty of children. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but. We find out it's not this fun pregnancy announcement. We knew. Shannon didn't. Uh, instead, we find out that Dr. Deb is shysty. Super shysty. I uh, don't know how I feel about this. I know I defended Dr. Deb in the past on this podcast, and I am sorry. Wow. I mean, she's a cool character. Yes. Like, unique as hell. An idea. <laughs> She's I mean, great as an idea. A lot of what we know is kind of cool, right? This doctor, free spirit, who goes to, I don't know, fucking Burning Man every two weeks. She would go to Burning Man every two weeks if Burning Man was to every two weeks. Um, But she's blackmailing her own child. Uh, she did out Bronwyn's alcoholism to Tamara, then forcing Bronwyn to have to sh- tell Shannon about the alcoholism. So the crux of her blackmailing Bronwyn was that she wanted Bronwyn to come out and then contradict everything she said the previous season, right? And if not, then she was going to expose Bronwyn. I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah, she is shysty. I think Bronwyn said it this episode, or maybe it was a flashback, but at some point we hear in this episode, Bronwyn say, I don't know if my mom loves herself more than she loves me. Mm. And... I guess you can argue like everybody loves themselves like more than they love anything else. (laughs) But I mean, you assume a mother's love is different. I mean, we would hope. We would hope. uh, But at the very least, what it seems like is that Dr. Deb is an extreme narcissist. I think, I think that's, that's literally what it is, is that it's all about her. She's the most, she's another. um, I think this is a very big epidemic pandemic. I don't know the right word in OC and it's this idea of selfishness. The whole world revolves around you. We see it with Kelly Dodd. We see it with Elizabeth Vargas. We see it with Vicki Gumbelson. We see it with Tamara Judge. We see it with Eddie Judge. We see it with Dr. Deb. We see it with Bronwyn. We see it with, you know, Shane. We see it with every single person who lives in this area is just so self-involved, including Dr. Deb, that their narcissism, narcissism is just out of control. And it's yeah. showing it in its most evil, vile ways. Yeah. Like, in this case, blackmailing your own daughter. Yeah, that... And outing her. That is super shitty. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. In the preview, we see that they do have a conversation. So it looks like Bronwyn is going to reconnect at some point with her mom because they're not talking right now, right? Yeah. Or, or no, they are talking, but they're it's obviously... They're kind of talking, but it's fractured, I yeah. believe. Um. Two more things I feel like we have to get into before we end this today. The first is a quick note. Um, well, this isn't even a thing. I just want to talk about 
Emily's daughter's name is Annabelle. Mm-hmm. I looked up the age of this child. She would be, I believe, 10 now. Or, sorry, sorry, 7 now. Which means she was born in 2013. Mm-hmm. That was the year The Conjuring came out, and Annabelle came out the year after in 2014. Poor child to have to grow up her whole life as Annabelle when everyone knows this terrifying doll creature. Like, that was the first thing I had to say was, poor Annabelle. I See, I don't think The Conjuring is that popular Mainstream. for it to be a detriment to her life. I've never seen it, for example. Okay, sorry. Every time I think of Annabelle, I just think of the little doll, and I just felt bad. So that was just my little <laughs> two cents. The two real things we need to talk about is Jimmy, Elizabeth Vargas's simp-ass boyfriend. <laughs> We're talking about simps. That's another epidemic because OC is full of them. Um, then we have to talk about Brahman and Gina's talk. <laughs> oh. like, hey, I'll call you. Yeah. The, 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 so the talk, talk about, about the talk. The talk, the talk to... Do we talk about the talk about the talk or should we... End, and then let's end on this, the character of Jimmy. Yeah, let's I guess talk it's about more of a scheduling talk. We're going to schedule the talk. Yeah, it was very weird. They both show up at Emily's party. Obviously, they're not friends. I Gina very clearly shows up with no kids, which I took as I have an easy out. Mm. My kids won't be distracted here at this party having tons of fun. I still can show face and then leave. It's Matt's weekend, you know, with the kids. Uh, but I thought it was very weird. It's like, hey, you know, we're fighting. Let's let's find a time to like meet up and talk like that's weird right was that funky it it was not just that but also the whole passive aggressive thing about like how we're gonna be adults right like we're we're showing how you know we could be sophisticated uh, adults but also not talking to each other or saying hello to each other at the beginning of the party like what point are you guys deciding to be adults in this situation because but gina said hi to sean right yes she did and that's when sean was like listen if she apologizes, I'm cool. I'm not going to have a problem with it. And Bronwyn reluctantly agrees. Um, but yeah, that scene was very awkward. Because it's like, I think it's Bronwyn coming up to Gina, right? Yeah. And she's saying like, like good thing we acted like adults. Like we, we proved we could do that for a couple hours. And she kept saying that throughout the whole party. Like, yeah. We can do two hours of being adults. We could do two hours of it. It's so weird. And then Gina said something about like, yeah, like that's what moms do or something like that. Yeah. It was like, okay, like this is what mamas do. Like, okay, girl, like chill yourself out. Like I can't deal with this anymore. Um, yeah, I thought that was so bizarre, but I mean, I'm interested to see their conversation because I truly do feel like Emily, Emily has more to say than Bronwyn in regards to the house comments. But like, I really hope Gina doesn't bring up this stupid text message. Oh, she uh, will. I know, mean, that's... But we know we will. I mean, now it's the, now the crux of the situation. I think the like... Sean text message thing is the number one issue. And then it's the house issue. And it's funny because Gina knows that Bronwyn has talked shit on her house. Bronwyn doesn't know that Gina has talked shit on her house. And it's funny because Emily is kind of in the middle of all, it, all of it, playing producer. And by the way, so is Tamara. Tamara should receive a producing credit for the season. She has produced a lot of this drama. No, no. Tamara needs to go. She's trying to weasel her way back into the show and it's making me sick. Just saying. She has produced a lot of this, right? It'll be funny to see Bronwyn find out about what Gina and Emily said because they were both shitting on her. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm renting a 8,000 square foot home. And Gina called, says, you're an asshole. And then Emily was like, that's ridiculous to be renting out an 8,000 square foot home for like $20,000 a month. 
Yeah. Bronwyn will find out. That's the whole point of Housewives, is you find out what people say about you behind your back. <sighs> well, that's, yeah, that's truly the course of it. Um, should we end on Jimmy? I just have to say, what does he have that Elizabeth... Because first thing when I saw well, him, it's not I was the like, sex. wow. That's what I was going to say. It must be the sex. But it's not. But they're not having sex. So what is the draw of Jimmy? That he's tall? I just, I mean, he seems like he's, he's rich. a guy. He's rich and nice, which is, yeah. He's rich, he nice, and seem, tall. But he does, he just seems so boring. Like, he doesn't even seem, like, he seems too nice. You know? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. there's a line. You can be a nice person, but, like, you know, I'm a nice person. But I'm not, not too nice. You know what I mean? Right. You have some zest to you. He has not shown a, shown oh, any spice. zest. You're spicy. No, I just, yeah. Yeah, Here's the I'm thing. I'm very interested to see this relationship. I'm going to hold out before I judge because we've seen okay. him for what? Three minutes, four a, minutes? A second. They walk the dog. I mean, we haven't really seen him. Maybe he has some spice. Maybe he's going to be my new favorite house husband or house boyfriend. <laughs> Who knows? But I feel like there's, I feel like there's some kind of arrangement. <laughs> there's something unique about this because... Already, we know there's something unique about this. They've been dating for a long time, and they haven't had sex, which is unusual for two grown adults, one of whom wants to have sex every single day. Let's put it, let's put it that way, because there are obviously some adults who don't want to have sex. Yeah. But one of them really, really, really badly wants to have sex. She has said that. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like If she's trying to bang all the time, right. she What's definitely happening? can. So why is she not? Well... And we have to find with, out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just not my world, not my thing. And I've been very judgmental this episode, so I'm just going to close my mouth, and I'm going to call it a day. It's OC. I'm allowed to judge these friggin' people. They're all trash anyways. I can say whatever the hell I want. Um, but I think we mentioned it all. We mentioned it all. If you guys want to make sure you catch the rest of our recaps, we're not just doing OC, obviously. We are still doing Potomac. We've got Salt Lake City coming and all the rest of the Bravo shows as they premiere. So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media, we are too by searching at Hot and Bravo. Armin, let them know about our Patreon really quick. Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hot and Bravo. There you'll be able to support us for only $3 a month and get access to tons and tons of exclusive content. And there's more coming every single week. So check us out there. And we'll see y'all next time.